Okay, we're, this is the summary starting from Ois Gimel and Daf Mem Vav. The Alter Rebbe talks about the Paskus Chartem as called Mitzvah Hashem. And as we explained, that was, even though Uschartem means to remember, it also has the indication of the word Zohar. Zohar meaning the Mashpia, the benefactor. And this helps us understand a concept that the word mitzvah is explained by the Arizal that the Mem and Sadik through the substitution system known as Atbash, first letter of the Aleph base is Aleph, last letter is tough, you swap them out, then Bey Shimel, etc. You get Yud and He, and then you add the Vav He from the word mitzvah, and you get Yud Ke Vav Ke. So there's two aspects to mitzvahs. On the one hand, we say that the mitzvah is the instruction of the king, that is, there's the king. Hashem, and he gives you instructions. It's a little bit at arm's distance. But here we understand this is more like the idea that we describe the mitzvahs as the limbs of the king. And these are the two aspects, that we can do mitzvahs as instructions from the king, but they're still separated, or we do mitzvahs and they are one with the king, like the limbs of the king. And then when it says, do not follow after your heart, that even though there should seemingly be no evil, but since we're down here, not in the world of Atsilas, so we have a mixture of klipas noiga, and we could highlight the klipa, or we could highlight the noiga. That is, the, it is subject to being hijacked and, uh, and turned away. This is why we need to have the Isha who is drawn to the Ish, Isha, female, but in this context, the Ish of He, drawn to the Ish of Yud, the Ish. What is the Ish of He? is the five chsodim and the gvudas that are transformed, that they should be uplifted, like the uplifting of the, the female to the male, which evokes the male to respond in kind, and that this fulfillment of the mitzvah draws down a greater level of godliness, and this is the healthy tandem between the two. And this is why we are able to draw out a level of godliness beyond just the hair level. You call, recall the metaphor of uh, the hair being the expression of the moichen in a tangible, less intense form. Then there's another mimer on Daf Mem Vav it begins with the quote from the end of the parsha says, And we explain that when it says that we are commanded to be holy, we should be holy because God is holy. And the obvious question is, can we be holy like God is holy? But the point being that there's two levels. There is an Isarusadilla Ela that is the product of Isarusadilla Sata. There is a more profound level that is an Isarusadilla Ela that stimulates Isarusadilla Sata. So when the person wakes up one day and has a sudden hero chuva, that's Isarusadilla Ela that Hashem gives because it's the nature of Hashem to simply be kind and give away this, uh, this gratis stimulus. And this is our whole objective, which is to join together Kutshabrichu and Shechinte, to reconnect the infinite with the finite. And this helps us understand the challenge that Kairach made. That Kairach appears to be making a mockery, but there's a great depth to his question. He said, if a talus is completely blue, why would it need tzitzis? And as we explained, that the talus represents a level of makif, and the tzitzis represents a level of expression, and blue represents the most intense connection of holy and ordinary, like the blue flame where the flame hits the wick. So Kairach's argument is that since the talus is at a, a, a more profound level, a level of makif, and if the talus is blue, then lecha'ida that blue talis, it brings down an infinite level of godliness. Why then would I need to have 
the strings at all. We know that in the strings, the acre is the blue string. So what's the whole value of the strings? What do I need it for when I have the intensity of the blue? And our response is that we the, the, the strings sustain and uphold Torah. And it quotes a story in the Gemara that how do we know that when a person, well, we know that when a person comes up to Shemayim, the first thing they're asked is, they eat them the Torah? Did you establish times for Torah study? And not only did you establish time for Torah study, but did, it, did you engage in debate in Torah and analysis? And don't ever forget that it's the fear of Hashem that is the greatest treasure. So the Gemara uses an analogy that a person said to his friend, bring me a core, a measure of chitim of wheat. The guy brought him the measure of wheat up to his attic. And he said to him, did you bring me a tiny bit, a kav of preservative? And if not, it wasn't worth it that you brought it me the wheat at all. That is, the wheat is far more valuable than the preservative. The preservative is like salt, that a little bit of salt is f- worth far less than the meat, but it enhances the meat by drawing out the impurities and the blood and so forth. So even though the meat is far more valuable than the salt, without the salt, the meat is inedible. Without this preservative, the wheat will spoil. Wheat is a muscle for uh, Torah letters because the word for wheat is chita, the gematria is 22, which is the 22 letters. And that's why Shavuos is at the time of the wheat harvest, when we gather up the wheat. And if you don't have the preservative, as small as it is, uh, the wheat's going to spoil. What is the preservative? Zeres Hashem. I mean, to use a mushroom, you have a $100,000 car, but if the $1 spark plug doesn't work, the car doesn't work. So the, the, the preservative is just a tiny bit like the salt that's necessary for every carbon. And even though it's so, quote, insignificant, without it, the, car, the, the, the meat is going to spoil, the carbon is invalid, the wheat is going to spoil. Without the Yiras Hashem, the, uh, the Torah is going to spoil. And this is the response to Kairach, that without the mitzvah actions, which is represented, which is represented by the strings, the makif, which is, rep- is represented by the talus garment, is worthless.